Hello and welcome to the Island Stories podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield. Two years ago, I came back to the island looking for a sanctuary. When things got really tough, I came home, which really got me thinking. Each and every one of us living here has an island story. And each of my guests is someone with an extraordinary story to tell. This podcast is brought to you with Spence Willard Estate Agents, selling and letting some of the finest coastal and country properties across the island. We'll be showcasing their property of the week each episode, so stay tuned for that later in the podcast. So let me introduce this week's guest, Rob DeBank, radio DJ, music producer and founder of The Bestival Brand. He lives near Yarmouth with his wife Josie and four sons. He's a real force on the island, not least for his involvement in charity work and keeping us all entertained during lockdown. And I'm delighted to say he's with me now. Rob, thanks so much for being our first guest. Well, thank you for letting me be number one. I finally made it. Yes. (laughs) Well, the first question we'll always ask this on the podcast. Very simply, why the island? Oh, wow. That is a good question. Um, I suppose, as with a lot of my life, it was a happy accident. I think, um, obviously, people might think, oh, it's just because of Bestival. Obviously, we were running Bestival here um, before before we actually moved here. But it wasn't just that. I mean, I grew up grew up opposite the island, um, always came here on holiday um, and brought our kids here, you know, when they were when they were really tiny. Then we started Bestival. And so everything just kind of mounted up to the point of, of, of like, you're spending so much time there anyway why why not kind of move there and I think we've done 20 years of London and that's not to denigrate London I love London but you know when you look out the window here on a sunny day it's like why would I be living in southeast London when I could be down here well we're sitting here in your office surrounded by amazing memorabilia of your career which we're going to talk about a bit later but just tell us a bit about the spot that you found to live on the island why it's so special Yes, the office, so the very messy office that you're sort of glossing over. People are probably imagining <laughs> some really loose um, kind of gentleman's club type thing, but it's actually full of records, posters. It looks like a life well lived, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's very polite. But yeah, I mean, we yeah we live in Boldner, just outside Yarmouth, so we live on the edge of um, the Boldner Forest, which is an incredible um, sort of forest that goes all the way down to Newtown Creek, you know, full of nature. Um, so we're, we are super lucky to live where we are. And then we've, you know, Yarmouth's a stone's throw away, obviously, Colwell, Freshwater, this whole West White um, fraternity that we, we love so well. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're miles away from where we need to be, where it's not great for transport links. It's, but it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's home and it's, it's perfect for us. And you can get to the water at the end of your garden. Yeah, which again, you know, is just un- unbelievable. I mean, I grew, I grew up as a very keen um, sailor, like a sort of not an Olympic sailor, but, um, you know, I was racing against Ben Ainsley and all those guys. And so I spent my whole life on the water, my teenage years, and I get very, <clears throat> you know, very sort of itchy feet, very um, angsty if I'm not near the water. So to when this property came up, and it was before the boom, so it wasn't even a crazy, um, you know, crazily, uh, a crazy purchase, then... Yeah, we just we were like, it's so rare to be able to actually find places on the island, weirdly, that are have water access. So, and as people may have seen on my Instagram, then I do love going swimming every day. <laughs> yeah, we have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a swimming bore, but um, a cold water bore. But yeah, so it's it's just perfect for us. Yeah, I mean, I get real um, house envy here. You've got so much space, such a great outlook. But you're using some of this now, aren't you, as part of uh, you know, sort of sustainable business here on the island. 
Yeah. So during lockdown, we we invented Camp Earth, which is like a kind of family and wellness um, uh, sort of retreat. So we've got a couple of um, yurts here, really cool mezzanine yurts, um, <clears throat> which you can sleep kind of four, six or more people in. Um, and, you know, we live our lives outside. We've got the pygmy goats, we've got the hens, we've got, um, you know, the dogs and the cats and the skate ramp. And, you know, the, yeah, we're, we're very sort of, you know, living outdoors, even though we're we're here. So, yeah, it's cool. I feel like with your you know, pretty sizable social media following and all your work, you're such an ambassador as well for this island. Well, I've always tried to be. Yeah, I mean, ever since we started Best of All, you know, and it's it's not it's never been a cynical ploy, but you know, I, I knew that if we didn't have the backing of the island, then we'd be getting nowhere. And you know, the island, um, you know, to be completely fair to them, embrace did embrace us, but it took a couple of years. Um, and I didn't think, oh, if I get involved in some charities, they might be kinder to us. But I just saw the amount of work that needed doing in so many areas of island life. And I, and I continue to see that. And, you know, the paradox of the island getting so popular during lockdown has only actually made that worse in a way that you can sort of see the difference between the haves and the have not. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more passionate about that than ever. Yeah, you were born in Portsmouth, 1973, grew up in Warsash, as you were saying, so just up Southampton Water. Um, how often did you get across the Solent when you were when you were a child? Um, yeah, quite often. I mean, you know, <laughs> anyone who's of my age or above knows that the 70s and 80s, you didn't really go on necessarily flashy holidays. You, you went to the Isle of Wight or you went to Skegness or Wales or maybe France now and again. But yeah, so we spent a lot of time on the island there's a photo of me climbing up the climbing frame at Robin Hill when I was about four or five. So, you know, it was sort of destined to be that we had some some future on the island. Now, you mentioned best of all, that is, I would say on this island, what you're best known for. Um, that's now moved off the island and is Camp Festival in Dorset. And I know you're starting another one in Shropshire. We'll talk about that in a in a little while. But whenever I've said to anyone I'm interviewing Rob DeBank for the podcast, what, what would you want to ask him? It's always the same question. No, I, you don't even need to say it. <laughs> what am I going to ask you, Rob? <laughs> is it ever coming back to the island? Yeah, is it coming back to the island? Exactly right. I get asked that at least once a week. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, never say never. It, there, there are currently no plans, and I, I tease it now and again. You know, I, I love the memories of festival, and you know, those were some of my my highlights. You know, socially, personally, and and work wise. You know, booking some of those acts and seeing those crowds. But I, I think the time has possibly gone for that. I mean, you know, I'm 48 now. I'm. We love running camp festival. It's a really safe easy friendly family festival where we where our kids can all get involved and you know it's very you know kind of wholesome in a in a more boring way but best of all was you know it was racy it was mad it was 24-hour party people it was you know lunacy on a on a big on a big scale and I and I mean that in a in a very respectful safe way but it was it was a time and a place and um yeah I'd, I'd never say never I, I feel like you know best of all's 20 years old next year and the brand is still there um you know the the feeling is still there so some something might happen but now I've said that people will just think that it's coming back but we'll see what was it do you think I, you know I've read that it was described as a pioneering festival it was that sort of boutique I mean 50,000 people at its max doesn't sound that boutique but it was something slightly different wasn't it 
Yeah, I mean, I think Josie actually coined the term boutique festival. It, it was sort of um, doing things at a higher level than they'd been done before. So the festivals before maybe, and I'm not counting Glastonbury in this or some of the other ones, but, you know, it was it was kind of like turn up. There was a white stage there and a white tent there with a DJ in it and some bars and a toilet. And we took it that, you know, it was hand-painted signs. It was flags, handmade flags that were made in india during the winter and then brought in you know massive props built in india and brought over um you know everything was really you know the attention to detail that anyone that went to best of all they saw that it was around every corner you know there's nothing left un <clears throat> undecorated so that sort of helped yeah the, with the whole boutique thing and um it, and it just kicked off straight away you know from four thousand people the first year we kind of doubled in size and so we suddenly realised we were doing doing something right. Now you just mentioned Josie, and you do live here with with your wife and your four children. But you and Josie, that's a real commercial partnership as much as a marriage as well. <laughs> I've never heard it called that, but yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've 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 worked together since we met when we were eighteen in in the first year of university. So you know, we've literally. She, you know, she started designing the flyers for my first club night. She, you know, obviously helped. Well, we we built Best of All together. We, you know, the record label. She does all the artwork for that. I do the A&Ring for that. So pretty much, you know, around the kitchen table, it's been, you know, thirty plus years of, well, thirty years this year maybe. Of um, <laughs> you might want to check that. <laughs> I think it is thirty years. <laughs> But yeah, of of sort of um, happy happy marriage, but also yeah, a lot of work, and so that's great. On the other hand, it's like wow, that's thirty years of working together and and being together. So it's it also it has its moments. Yeah, but that creative partnership. How much do you bring those four boys into that now? Well, a lot. I mean, our, our eldest son Arlo, he, he's you know he's making rugs and artwork and making music and DJing and not stuff that we've forced down his throat and they're they're all kind of getting involved like one of the boys runs a tuck shop at camp best or one you know arlo djs one of them uh is, a, is in a band so it yeah they've all got their own little um ways in and i i i would never say to them right guys you're going to take this festival over or anything like that i it's never been a conversation but um but yeah they've they've all picked up the the bank artistic bent i think what kind of a childhood have they had growing up here um well you know pretty idyllic on the one hand but then you know I grew up in a little village um and was bored census a lot of the time so you know <laughs> it's like you and I I think that's possibly a good thing sometimes you know when we take them to London or when they they were all three of them were born in London so they they sort of know that that scene as well and sometimes I think maybe they'd prefer to be growing up there but it's it's a real it's a hard one isn't it you grow up in london it's 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 a mad place and you've got everything that goes with that you grow up on the island you know everyone well kids under the age of 18 probably think it's boring and that's why i'm so glad that um there is this new wave of of you know not just tourism but people moving here and you know more cosmopolitan um audience moving down here all the time and not audience uh you know population so yeah I, I think it's great for the island that we're having this mini explosion um of new population we need to create opportunities don't we for young people so that's that's a good that's a good thing from more people moving down here um i know that's something that's quite close to your heart charity work activism uh ellen MacArthur trust one of my favorite charities youth trust more recently um raising 
uh, funds and um, things for people in Ukraine. I mean, how much does that has that activism run through your whole life, or has it been ignited here on the island? Um, I mean, you know, I I grew up in my not I didn't grow up in my dad's brass band. That sounds weird, but I <laughs> when I was growing up, I was in my dad's brass band. My dad was the local GP. You know, I was always sitting in the car outside, uh, you know, an elderly people's home or a or a or a hospital or something, and always meeting people every day. You know, we'd play in the band in in some very odd scenarios. You know, and so I was I was always confronted with with um you know the realities of life from an early early stage, and I think that's run through. So it doesn't it doesn't phase me to get stuck into you know difficult um <clears throat> difficult subjects and you know yeah with the Rob Bank Music Club with Ella MacArthur with with the Youth Trust you know the the amount of stuff that's going on on the island that needs help it's you know particularly um you know with the Youth Trust it's um you know it's just a huge huge epidemic of of anxiety stress and and you know related things to that 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 you know the the waiting lists are insane the they can't kind of keep up with the demand for that, which is which is horrifying for young people to be having to go through all that and not actually be able to get appointments. So it's um yeah. When you talk about waiting lists, what specifically are you talking about? Um, waiting lists to see a to see a um a, a therapist, a, a sort of counsellor. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you having trouble at school or at home, and you you're you know you're you're feeling like you need to talk to someone in a in a neutral, you know, loving space, then. Uh, you, you phone up and you'd like to be able to get in there immediately and that's nothing to do with the youth trusts um it's not their their fault it's just trying to keep up with the demand of it and and the demand is going through the roof every year yeah so not just um on this island though you uh, more recently i know you've been uh, turning your attention to people in ukraine and driving a yellow bus around the island tell us a bit about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we um well, along with the rest of the country, we've uh, decided to. Well, we've already had a camper van since we were eighteen together, but it's, it, we've outgrown that. So we we bought a big um, <clears throat> yellow old mobile library to turn into a a bigger sort of a uh, bank sized um, camper. And someone saw that on Instagram, and it was just when the 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 donations and the um, all the stuff was coming in for Ukraine, and they sort of uh, suggested that I should help, which I yeah absolutely jumped in it and drove around and helped where I could I mean to be honest I should be on the road to Poland now and doing some something uh, you know along those lines but and I know people that are which is which is amazing but yeah it's now sadly gone well not sadly it's gone off to Cornwall to be uh fitted out so it's uh it's going to come back hopefully for Glastonbury that's its deadline oh great okay um we talked about this brilliant bit of land you've got here and your love of cold water swimming but the Wim Hof retreat something you're always trying to get me to come and do and I, I've found some pretty good excuses so yeah. far uh, to avoid <laughs> um, but tell us a bit about the uh the cold water swimming and the ice baths and the craziness yeah yeah I mean I you know I, I think it's obviously not an, a new thing for a lot of people there's so many people on the island do it um there's some amazing groups of um of people um I suppose it was about two years ago. I I just started it. I knew a lot of people that were were doing it, dipping their toe into that. Excuse the pun. And <laughs> um and yeah, I found it really uh, transformative. You know, like everyone else, I suffer from the same 
you know anxieties and minor stresses and you know this and that of daily life and I, I find that getting in the water and I, I don't swim around for 45 minutes doing backstroke and piddling about I, I, I'm in and out and I you know I do like two to four minutes and um, that's that's sort of enough for me I, I you know that shocked your system and that, that getting those um, stress uh, stress reactors kind of really firing away and, th- and then it, it does make you better able to deal with um, with you know the smaller stuff that comes up and it doesn't have to be getting in cold water I know people look at us in the sea and going well you know I'm nowhere near the sea or, or I'm I can't get in a river or whatever you, you just have a cold shower in the morning it does exactly the same thing just have a nice warm shower soap yourself down do all that stuff whack it on cold and just do it just laugh smile i sing i sing really <laughs> stupid songs i've made up and um you know and that helps you through it so do 30 seconds to start with and then you know build it up try and do two minutes and it, i mean that two minutes can feel like a very long time and you think it makes a difference it, it absolutely is you know it's scientifically proven all the stuff that wim's done and and there's so many studies out there it's it's um yeah i i, I wouldn't like to prescribe it for anything um you know med- medically but people do, do all the time to and it's yeah it's well proven i don't know about you but i love looking around people's houses and spence willard sells some of the finest homes on the island this episode our property of the week is in glorious gurnard right on the waterfront a pretty dreamy location The house is called Abyss, Japanese for calm seas, and with uninterrupted views across the Solent, this contemporary home has loads of space, over three floors. There's a terrace, first floor balcony and a sun deck at the top. The kitchen and living area is open space with four double bedrooms and all the furniture is included in the sale, so all you'll need to move in is to bring your suitcase. To find out more about this property or any others, do contact our sponsors at Spence Willard. All of their details can be found in the show notes. Okay, let's go back then to life before you were living here. You were Radio 1 DJ for many years. Yeah, yeah, 12 glorious years on on Radio 1. So, I mean, yeah, again, you know, along with Best of All, I mean, by the age of 30, I was on Radio 1. I was, I had this, you know, biggest, coolest independent festival in the UK. I had the record label. I was DJing. You know, was, I, by the age of 30, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> you even sat in for John Peel, didn't you? you? Some people were describing you as the next John Peel, which you which you pushed back against, I've read. Yeah, that was kind of awkward. I mean, I mean it wasn't awkward sitting in for him, but it was awkward having that, that tag. Um but yeah, I mean, it was a very, I haven't really got time for the whole story here, but I mean, in a, in a very sad way, you know, John obviously passed away when he was in Peru and I was supposed to be sitting in for him at that point. And so I accidentally kind of stepped into his his shoes through 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 awful um, that news. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was the biggest honour in the world to play his records that he'd already very meticulously planned out for the next few weeks. He obviously thought he was coming back and he would be playing those records. But I, I was sitting there in, in one of my heroes um, chair, you know, playing John Peel's uh, record collection to a very, very hardcore, adoring audience of John Peel fans who probably thought, who the heck is this absolute Wally with a ponytail? And um, yeah, so it was uh, it was terrifying, but a good, um, yeah, good life lesson. 
and musical passion. I mean, you know, we can talk about the swimming, the meditation, living on the island, but just sitting here in your office surrounded by all your old records and the eclectic mix. I mean, I can see uh, reggae with hip hop and then, yeah, this is the one, the Immaculate Collection. No, don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, everyone loves a bit of Madonna, Rob. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> point, pointing at the Cliff Richard record. Uh, oh, well, that one was, yeah, it's okay. Carrie, it's a good record, actually. <laughs> so an eclectic taste, but the passion for the music's run through your whole career. Yeah, again, you know, like like I say, go going right back to being in, in the brass band with my dad, and um, you know, I've always had a a love for music. I, I never planned on necessarily having a career in music. I didn't know what I was doing when I was eighteen. I was I was all over the place, but um, but yeah, it, it just kind of gradually my DJing got got more popular. My my radio the radio show, you know, getting asked to go on Radio One. It was never part of a plan. It, it all just kind of fell into place. And then, you know, even best of all, we were sat in a pub with our mates and it was like, uh, why don't we put on a festival? And then six months later, we were opening the festival. So it, it's all been, I don't want to gloss over it too <laughs> too roughly, but it's it has been a big happy accident. With Camp Festival, I know it's in Dorset and I mentioned earlier, it's moving up to Shropshire as well. Was that exciting to, to have two festivals running this year? Yeah, I mean, so exciting to launch a new festival, and we never, you know, you, you never launch a festival on on a whim. You know, having learnt the hard way that these these things are, you know, multi million pound enterprises that if you if you cock it up, it's it's you know it's it's bad news for years. So, you know, we had to think very long and hard about it. But the demand's been there. You know, people from Birmingham and the North and Scotland, Wales, all all saying we love Camp Festival, but it's a big old schlep for us as a family of five or three or whatever and getting in the car how about doing one up here and and the ticket sales have sort of borne that out that we're you know we're sort of halfway there for that audience e- equally we've completely learned that rob to bank camp best will mean very little north of birmingham and you know there's a lot of work to be done which is which is great you know we, we love that challenge so um, but yeah, to have two shows we've given them a month between each other so between each festival so we've got time to take all the kit up there but yeah we're going to be on on the road a lot this summer um i just wanted to ask you about rob de bank because for a long time i thought it was your real name and then <laughs> i was researching for the podcast and realized it's not your real name at all so tell us what your real name is and and how did you come up with rob de bank <laughs> well yeah my, my my real name is is much more pedestrian robert gorham um but my even my mum calls me Rob Bank now I I I mean I, there's no hilarious story sadly I I was um probably early 20s just started my club Sunday Best um in Wandsworth um in a in a little old shack down there and and I needed a DJ name in the barman who was this guy Ben who I'd love to meet Ben if you're out there um <laughs> get in touch but yeah he he just said uh call yourself rob the bank so it was rob the bank and then and then that's uh-huh. someone spelt it wrong on a fly and put it rob the bank so it just sort of automatically morphed into that and it's just a really rubbish play on words that's <laughs> kind of stuck yeah but you've become this this real persona um i asked uh, a friend of yours um ben who's a music uh, promoter um producer you know, to describe you. And he said he's very much a hippie at heart. Bringing together people is what he does. Um, He says, in my world of music promotion, you will never hear a bad word about Rob DeBank. And that is very unusual. What do you think about that? (laughs) 
That's very touching, possibly not true, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't go out of my way not to upset people, but I don't equally, uh, you know, I'm not um sort of person who tends to, yeah, I mean, we've been pretty honest. We've always tried to, you know, do the right thing with our staff, with our audiences um you know and and that sort of bears bears out i mean you know i like being of service to people whether that's through charity or um you know putting on parties and essentially if i think about it you know why am i doing all these things which are kind of quite you know hard work and sometimes stressful uh, you know i'm not working down a coal mine i don't live in ukraine it's not that stressful and it's not a life changer but what, what, why do I do it? And it's because I love seeing, making people happy. And I think without getting into another psychological podcast <laughs> about my childhood, it's probably because I want people to be happy. Yeah. And, and, and I have thought about that a lot is, is, you know, I like helping people. I like seeing people happy. I love seeing people in a, in a field being happy. So that's why I'm here. And that was something <laughs> during lockdown that you were really, really good at. One of the things that I absolutely loved with your drum and breakfast um instagram lives where was what was the idea behind that i don't know i mean it's like when we came up with the world's biggest disco ball idea or the world's biggest bouncy castle it's just like what can we do that's gonna again make people happy make people smile and you know lockdown was although we've I've told you separately that i i kind of enjoyed it in a in a in a slightly relaxing way because i'm a worker workaholic probably like yourself and and I, I kind of like the downtime but equally I could yeah. see so many people struggling and it was it was just one of those daft little things that I could do once a week just to try and alleviate people's mood a little bit give them a little bit of a bounce in their step and um you're back on the radio now aren't you you've got quite a new show I think on um on worldwide radio yeah yeah my friend Giles Peterson's um show so yeah I've known Giles since Radio One days even before that and um yeah he's got this amazing um web based station that's um yeah worldwide FM you know probably the most uh out there left field radio station in the world you know and and just properly global so yeah it's real real honor to be on that I'm on it's just once a week you know it's a pre-recorded show goes out on a Sunday but I, you know I love broadcasting but I, I'm not a sort of serial broadcaster where I want to be on the breakfast show and you know chatting to people it's it's not really my thing I, I just like sort of playing music that I love and hopefully people other people love it question I asked you about best of all bringing back best of all to the island and I was just thinking you everything you're talking about the musical passion bringing people together surely there is an event that you want to run on this island again at some point <laughs> You're going for two bites of the cherry um <laughs> it's my job rob <laughs> <laughs> there, there are numerous events i think in in my um yeah in my head and and josie's head you know we're, we're constantly saying oh let's do this let's do that and uh, but it's just time really it's you know when you're 30 then you can achieve all those things and you know and i, I i'm not really slowing down but equally I mean, for this year, you know, the focus is obviously on this new Camp Festival in Shropshire. That's going to take two or three years to really bed in. Um, but yeah, I'll still do things on the island um, as and when, and I can't think of a, a sort of better place to be to be doing them. And I and I love the the festivals that are here, from the from the big ones to the to the tiny ones. You know, it's um, it's it's a perfect perfect festival island. 
Well, on that note, finally, on every episode, we're going to ask all of our guests a quick fire round of five things about the island. So you ready, Rob? Ready when you are. Okay. Number one, favourite place to eat or grab a coffee? Oh, well, that's really hard to be nailed down to one. I mean, <laughs> recently Josie redesigned um, PO41 Coffee Shop in, in Yarmouth, so I'm not plugging that at all, but it's a, it's amazing coffee. Amazing. Okay. Uh, number two, best place for a walk, swim, or in your case, meditation? Um, the bottom of my garden, selfishly. <laughs> uh, number three, favourite island activity? Um, walking up Tennyson down with my lovely wife. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, parking down at Freshwater Bay and just walking up whatever. I've been up there in snow. I've been up there in, in sort of beautiful sunlight and it's yeah just amazing. In at number four, which island <laughs> charity is closest to your heart? Uh, it has to be the Isle of Wight Youth Trust. They they just they work so hard and um, yeah, it's it's a big job they've got on their hands. And five, what do you love most about this island of ours? <laughs> I love the uh, the idiosyncratic mix of people that live here. I think that's probably true of wherever you live in the in the country but the fact it's all um all on one island and you know all the different attitudes all the different opinions and and i i embrace all of that well that's something we want to explore more on these podcasts rob thank you so much it's been amazing to get to know you better and hear your island story big thank you to spence willard the estate agent selling and letting some of the finest coastal and country property across the island for helping us bring you this podcast i'm harriet hadfield my producer is alex warren and you'll find us on instagram at island stories podcast please do tune in next week for more island stories